From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 576. Today's show is brought to you by Pen Chalet. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined by the bunged up Brad Dowdy. <laughs> Ooh, Mike. Hello. We had ourselves a trip. How are oh, you? Yeah. Oh, I'm very good. Thank yeah. you. I'm excited about today's episode, but you're, uh, you got the conference crud, huh? I did. I did. So I came home Sunday from the pin show feeling good, you know, mm-hmm. throat's, throat's a little tired as, you know, someone, you know, talking constantly for like two days straight yep. is expected. It's like, oh, this is normal. Feel good. Uh, Sunday felt good. Monday morning felt good. Got up, got a bunch of work done, had, had plenty of stuff uh, to catch up on, got some work done. Then about 12 o'clock, the truck hit me right about mm-hmm. noon. I was like, oh, this is not just my throat being tired anymore. You know, started getting fever, chills, all that stuff. Sounds I was nice. like, oh no, here we go. Here we go. So felt really bad Monday, took a COVID test negative. Uh, thankfully, <clears throat> um, still didn't feel good at all. Tuesday, tried to stream, uh, failed that miserably after about 10 minutes, decided that was a terrible idea. Went straight back to bed <laughs> on Tuesday, took another COVID test on Tuesday afternoon, also negative. And I feel like I'm finally coming out of it as of Wednesday morning. Don't feel right. great, but I'm feeling mobile. So I think that's a start. So feeling a little bit better. So hopefully we're on the road to recovery, but uh, this could be a, uh, you, you need to have your editing pen ready on, oh, on this episode it. to mark down, mark it down, I'm mark ready. down all the coughs, cough breaks. I'm using a Bungu, the Bungu Box 4B is my editing pen today, which feels like a very elevated editing Ooh. pen. That is, oh, that's such a good pen. It's a that is such a good pen. pen. Well, Luckily enough, I was able to run across uh, uh, lots of good pens myself. Uh, this I'm weekend. sure you That'd did. Washington D.C. pen show, yeah. I big, big, big jealousy. You know, like this was one where I was like, you know, I I thought a little bit like, oh, that would have been fun. Like San Francisco, like oh, that would have been fun. Seeing mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. pictures from the D.C. pen show and reading your kind of review in refill. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I actually should have been in this one. Like, I think I feel like I I made a mistake in not planning to be there because uh, this yeah. seemed like it was an excellent yeah. time. I will say, not to uh, inflate your ego much, a lot of people asked about you. So mm. uh, there you go. That's enough ego inflation for Thank the day. You. That's, that's all. all that's all you're gonna get. But uh, <laughs> I'll live on that one for lots, a week. Lots, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> lots of friends and fans were there asking, "When's Mike coming back? Where's Mike?" So that uh, was very good. Um, so you want me to get into it? You want me to do oh, yeah. uh, a bit of a recap here, mm-hmm. um, just to paint the overarching picture of how this conversation is going to go. This is had has to be by any measure the biggest pen show I've ever been to. Okay. Just in a number of vendors, number of vendor tables, and attendees. And this is me without having like any attendance numbers, right? Like I, I don't know how many people went through the gates. But um, tables-wise, it was 446 tables there, physical tables. Um, and I'd say, you know, probably, I don't know, there were a handful of empty tables. You know, there were some last-minute cancellations, things like that. But, you know, this was this was full. Three separate rooms, full uh, vendors, um, attendees wise, it just looked, it was Friday looked like a Saturday, right? At any pen show, uh, even if you've been to like some of the smaller pen shows, even Atlanta, like on Saturday, it gets busy for a while, right? And the aisles get crowded. Well, it was, that was, that was Friday at the show. So I knew Saturday was going to be crazy too. So, um, 
just a quick, um, this is not an airport podcast, but just a quick shout out to ATL and DCA, Washington National. Super smooth travel, uh, getting in and out of both airports. I actually, uh, DCA, Washington National, is is a very nice airport. I, I'm really, uh, that's a, that's a top tier airport. Easy access, easy to get in and out, good food options, uh, good layout, good places to sit. So this episode um, is brought to you by that. Brad's favorite airport. How about, how about, can we get, can we get flighty? Is that the, is that the big app? It's the best app. The, yeah. Yeah. We can get flighty sponsorship incoming. All right. Okay. okay. I'll do some, do some travel, mm-hmm. travel bits. Um, so I got there, got to the hotel again, very easy. I was, I was on the show floor before one o'clock, um, on Friday, which is great. And seeing how busy and packed it already was, like literally walking in the hotel with my suitcase, I was like, oh man, am I even going to have enough time to do everything? I was already panicking Friday. It's like, wow, this is big. This is a lot of people. So um, I went and registered at the hotel uh, for the show, got my badge and stuff. And then I went uh, immediately to work, right? Like I wanted to kind of check a few of the things off the box that I mentioned on last week's episode. So the layout of the show, it's such a big show, right? When I said that many tables, they're not all contained into one physical room. It would just be impossible. So there's three main areas of the show. So the main ballroom and the two hallways that are on the exterior of that ballroom, right? So it's like a big open rectangular ballroom. And then like an L shape, um, for your hallways areas around the outside of that ballroom. So that's one giant space. Um, definitely 200 to I mean, well over half of the tables are in that area, right? Probably, probably two thirds of the tables are in that area. And then the second room is a very oddly shaped room with a weird table layout that kind of worked um we'll we'll talk about in some of the like the negatives like the pros and cons there weren't many cons but like the layout of the second room um needs some work just Mm -hmm. because it's an it's not like it's it's an amoebic type shape room right it does it's not square rectangular triangular just kind of like and so they just kind of bled all the tables in there and it was just a little bit weird um, and then the third room, so those rooms are in close enough proximity to each other to be like kind of uh, not quite linked, but pretty, pretty close to it. And then the third room is down the hall to, I guess we'll just say to the right, but it, it doesn't matter which direction. So down the hall away from the first two rooms, and it's the smallest of the three rooms, but it's a traditional you know, rectangular shaped. I liken it. It's about the size of Atlanta's big room in the back of the hotel um, space for the Atlanta pin show. Just like a big rectangular room. And they kind of positioned registration that direction. So oh, you would okay. make sure to see that that room exists. So I'm looking at the, the, the map that's on the website. Mm-hmm. And uh, like this room wasn't there when I went. 
they had the like main room with the hallway, then that like the little offshoot mm-hmm. room. But this is like a whole different mm-hmm. room. What's kind of funny to me, like on the map on the website, it's not this one isn't even on it. Mm-hmm. You have to like select a specific thing <laughs> to see it, which is really strange. But hey It is kind of funny. <laughs> so what this room what this room is, I don't know if you remember this. It actually took me a minute. This is where the old restaurant was. Oh, that restaurant. So that restaurant is not there. So, like, you remember waiting in the line to get into that? Like, that's this room now. It is now, like, a ballroom. Okay. Right? So, um, but it was cool. Like, it was was a good room. It was a good space. So, but it was off to the side. And they did a couple things to try to drive traffic that way again. Like, they put registration down that hallway towards that room. So, that room, you know... After registration, I made sure to go there first, right? That's also where Galen Leather was and a few other people that I wanted to see there. Um, so we'll come. That's just the general layout. And y'all should go click on the links if you're just interested in hearing me talk about the size of the show. Because I'm probably be referring it to it back and forth. Because I spent a lot of time traversing the hallways of the hotel, going back and forth, bouncing back and forth to these rooms. And you'll see why in a minute. So I knew Friday... Like, I kind of had to get things done, right? So, the topics we talked about on last week's show, right? I want to get a Monarch nib, right? So, I made sure to go see Ian. He was in the second room. To go see Ian first, after I kind of walked around the the room three for a minute, kind of, I was looking for uh, Eunice at Galen Leather. I didn't see him, so I figured I'd come back later. So I traversed the hallways back over to the second room, ran into Ian over there, and picked out my Monarch nib that I finally wanted to get. Um, since it was Friday afternoon and he was already hopping, like this was literally where I like I still on Friday afternoon I was already having to wait to get like to to be able to like get up to the front of the table, right? Like I was waiting for people to finish their shopping or they're they're talking with Ian and learning about the products and then I could uh get up into the front of the table to where I could pick out my monarch nib because there's so many different finishes on these nibs right so you kind of look through the trays and things like that to pick one out so I did that we'll talk about the exact products later so I got my nib picked out a pen to go with it and then I in the same room was Tom from Sugar Turtle Studio who was also at the top of my list because he had some show inks that he co-produced with Diamine. I wanted to make sure to get that. And then he had mentioned to me separately that he was dropping a new rickshaw collaboration. And it was a Sinclair with this with this great pattern. Again, I'll elaborate on a lot of these products later. We're going to do a whole okay. pen show hall section. So the point of me doing this is saying I started going down my list of things that I wanted to do really quickly because I knew it was going to be busy. So I did those two things. Those were the one and two on my shopping list and one and two were checked off. So I started to meander over to the main ballroom. And that's when I ran across uh, my friend Jacqueline from Pilot, who heads up uh, their their fine writing division, I believe. And she asked me, he's like, hey, are you going to do our, our fountain pen um, writing an an uh, analysis that we ha- that we brought to this show. I was like, well, I'd heard of it, but I didn't sign up for it. So what they were doing is they brought some of the R and D department from 
Japan, from Pilot Japan, and they had this whole setup with a laptop and a pen that was wired and like a pressure sensitive plate you would do this writing on and what it would do was would measure all these different um it would analyze all like your your handwriting like mm-hmm. based on your writing angle your pressure of writing the angle you hold the pen it was kind of wild and i really i'm glad that i did this and i'll have some pictures of all this like i said i've been sick since i've got back so most of the things we talk about, I will have links to, but I don't always have pictures to things yet, but uh, they will be coming. So my writing pressure was actually lighter than average, which I did not expect. So I've always had kind of a heavy hand when writing, but with a fountain pen, you know, that does help with writing pressure a little bit. Um, my writing angle, Mike, is at 53 degrees. Congrats. So slightly, maybe, slightly, maybe upright. I don't know. Something mm-hmm. like that. And I actually have an inward angle, like I actually twist the pen a little bit, uh, 11 degrees. So like all this is on this printout, right? And it was just kind of cool. So I got to do that, which was neat. And that was uh, that was fun to see everyone's measurements throughout the show. We were talking about them at night and things like that. So that was nice. Um, and then I decided, well, I haven't made it into the main ballroom yet. Pilot was still... Uh, outside the main room and I still wanted to see Eunice from Galen Leather so I trucked it back over there to room three and he was in there but the room was so packed I just like kind of turned around and went back (laughs) so Mm -hmm. that's kind of how it was going right this was Friday afternoon and the show was absolutely slammed I was like well he's super busy like the aisles are packed like I'm not even gonna get to talk to him so now let me roll back and check out Another thing that I mentioned last week, I wanted to meet uh, Salvatore from Leonardo, the CEO of Leonardo, who we've talked very sparingly over several years since Leonardo came into existence. And that table, and this is a recurring theme, was absolutely packed, right? It was, they had like two tables, so it wasn't like a big spread. And everything they brought was kind of unique. And they brought like a bunch of one-off stuff. And people bought some really neat, neat Leonardo's there. So he was very busy. But I did finally uh, get to spend about five minutes with him, talking to him. Super nice. Really enjoyed uh, hanging out with him. And uh, and then let him get back to work. Because they I didn't even see him on Saturday. Like it was so busy, right? Like. Again, recurring themes that we'll talk about a lot during the show. So at that point, I had really kind of knocked out my list. Like I have to do these things. And I did that on Friday, which I don't always go into a show with like a as direct of a list as this. Um, But I did. And I'm glad that I did because these are the things I did not want to miss. And, you know, I felt like, all right. Like, I'm good. Like, I've got everything I need for the show. Got everything done that I needed to do. And spent the rest of Friday. Again, like, I had four hours on Friday from one to five. And, you know, that just took a bunch of the time just doing these things. So I didn't even really browse around the main room. I completely missed the external hallways. Um, You know, my friend April from Plotter, I saw her in the elevator going up after the show Saturday night and or Friday. And she was like, where were you? I was like, I couldn't even make it over there. Like it was so busy and everything was going on. Like I didn't even get to parts of the show on Friday. So that's good, though, I think. I think so, too. Like 
if if you're going for a weekend, like, this was always like my thing with pen shows. Like, this is a problem if you're going for a day, right? I understand that, but I think a lot of people that listen to this show they're traveling in for a show, especially one the one like this size, right? I feel like there's probably most people are traveling in for it, but I don't know, maybe I'm just saying like a random thing. But it's this one maybe feels a bit different. But if you are going, you're traveling and you're going to stay over. If you see everything in the first day, it's like it's less exciting for the f- following days. I feel like if you get, mm-hmm. if you don't get to see everything, like every place you want to go to, like I actually think there's a benefit in that because it like it reinforces why you came for the weekend. That's exactly right. And now, like when I call this like the biggest and busiest show, like mm-hmm. some people will take that as a negative, right? Or like I'm not ne- even necessarily saying it's a positive. It's just it's it's kind of like a statement of fact, right? Like it was large and it was packed. And that is not for everyone. That is not the experience that a lot of people want to have. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking about it from not even an attendee's perspective, but like I was happy for the vendors because there were so many people there and hopefully the uh, and hopefully they had good shows. Like I hadn't even had time to like check in with everyone, but everyone seemed like really positive, right? Having mm-hmm. that many attendees there. But like I could understand where, you know, that might be a huge turnoff for people too, right? Mm-hmm. So Friday was kind of my personal, you know, checklist day, get all the things done that I need to do, buy the thing that I wanted to buy, see the people I wanted to see and and didn't want to miss. Saturday was kind of my my work checklist day, right? Like this was the time where I took to learn about the show. Hey, how is, how is the, having all these big crowds, you know, for all the vendors, do they like it? Do they not like it? Is it a challenge? What are the pros? What are the cons? It was also a time for me to spend with new vendors, right? That I haven't seen before, maybe only seen their work online. Like there were a ton of makers at the show, pin makers that I haven't seen in person before. So I wanted to, check out their pens. There were a lot of people that traveled from Europe or Japan that I haven't seen at pen shows before. So I wanted to see them. So that's mostly what Saturday was for me. And it was also, you know, I bought a ton of stuff on Saturday, but I was thinking of it more as, hey, this is my exploration. These are things I want to review for um, the blog. You know, this is a lot of that type of thing that I was working on Saturday. Like, what what do I need to pick up to review? Um, what do I need to learn more about? And things like that. So, it was a really good Saturday. I felt, despite the crowds, like I had time to do everything I needed to do. I had time to help some friends out with different things at the show that they needed right? You know, spend time to say, Hey, I need this. Can you help me find X? And we would go look. And like, I had time to do that. I actually had time on Saturday to leave the hotel and eat lunch with some friends, which I never ever do on like a Saturday pin show day. Right. Because especially with me leaving on Sunday and as huge as this show is, I felt like really good. And I was like, I got asked to go to lunch and almost just like out of habit, I would say no, because I feel like I'd be missing something from the show in like the limited amount of time that I have. But I said yes. And it ended up being like the perfect refresher in the middle of the day to step out for an hour, hour and a half and spend time with some friends, eat a great lunch 
and come back and take in the rest of the show in the afternoon. Like it was an absolute joy. It was actually a highlight of my trip that I took a break in the middle of the day, Sunday, uh, Saturday, and left the hotel, which I would have, I like, I'm still shocked that I said yes, because that is, I'm usually more worried about, can I get everything done? I need Mm. to do, right? I'm not here tomorrow. I got to get it done. And given the size and scope of this show, um, I just went for it and I was so happy that I did. So it, it really worked out. So that got me to the end of the day, Saturday. And at about three o'clock, I did like realize like, okay, the show closes at five. I'm not going to be here tomorrow. Let's finalize exactly the things, what I need to do. And that's when the people I talked to earlier, I'm starting to get the, Hey, are you going to be here tomorrow? And I'll say no. And then be like, Oh, okay. Come see me before you leave. And then after about five of those, I'm like running back and forth from room three to room two to the main room to three to two to one and <laughs> just on and on. Like the last two hours of the show, I was like the literal Tasmanian devil, just like spinning, whirl, whirling dervish. Uh, <laughs> Brad was just all over the place. Hey, come see me before you go. I was like, okay. And, and I did it. I like, I got it all done, but it was, it was uh, right up to the gun. So um, it was, uh, it was a great show. It was super positive, like the feedback, just the general feedback of the show was really good, right? The hotel, like they did a good job, right? The, the staff was very nice. Anytime I had a staff interaction, it was great. Um, the hangout areas at nighttime or during the day were big enough to handle as many people as they had at the show. Like it was, you know, the, the rooms were good. The facilities were good. You know, you had your standard expensive hotel food and beverage pricing, but like, that's not even a knock. That's just like an expected thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, the bar was, would get pretty loud, uh, at, at night because it was like a hard tile floor and a low ceiling there, like right under the bar area. But there was plenty of room to roam and spread out, to get out of the the actual volume in there because it was always crowded at night, which was great to see, right? It was good, good hang. Um, you know, the food challenges weren't as bad as I remember them being before, yeah, right? There's no walk. Abys- just abysmal. It was one of the worst experiences yeah. I've ever had in a hotel. So terrible. Yep. So that was kind of not much of an issue anymore. It wasn't great, but like at least the, the offsite access, you couldn't, it wasn't walking, but you had so many choices like within yeah. five minutes yeah. that we could just take a car or the, even the hotel had a shuttle to like one of the main like shopping districts with tons of restaurants. Um, the show floor, there were a couple in, in the second room they They're going to have to make some adjustments in there. I think it was too crowded. Um, not all aisles were wide enough. Like some of the aisles did not have, like good wheelchair access, which is important, right? Like when you get crowds on top of like your layout, like with if the layout before the crowds isn't good for wheelchairs and then you add people into it, you're you're asking for trouble. So I think there needs to be some reconsideration on the room two layout. Um the Wi-Fi was tough until I got on the conference Wi-Fi, which they gave everyone the password to. Uh, some people may not have realized that, though, that they had access to the conference Wi-Fi, which was shockingly good. I couldn't believe it. But if you didn't have well, that... It was so good because uh, nobody was using it except you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you were get, I was actually... I was. I happened to be walking some by someone. I can't remember who it was. And they had like their speed test going. And it was like... 
it was like 30 to 40 down. I was like, mm. oh, sweet. Like, that's amazing for like hotel Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. So um, that went great. I, I didn't hear like any vendor feed, like very negative feedback issues from like vendors where like there was a consistent running theme of like this was terrible. And like, I didn't get that. Like, you know, there were a couple of... uh you know, just random, hey, you know, table issues, location issues, but, like, that's your standard fare for any shows, no matter the size. So, like, I I don't know. It was the the vendor list itself, like, who attended the show from a vendor perspective was, like, A-plus level. Like, there were so many people there that I'd never met before that I got to see. Like, it was just a really cool, positive overall experience. I was... I I mean I can't I've never spoken this highly of a DZ pin show probably since like the old hotel days and that even had challenges of its own back in the day. Um so it was just a real positive experience overall and um I yeah I look forward to uh I know Kimberly's going to do her her write up of the show. She was there all day Saturday and hopefully got time to talk to some more people than I did and we'll put together um uh, her recap on the Friday but Wow. Like I got to meet so many cool people at DC. That's the other reason I go. Um, I like the DC show given the proximity to the, the epicenter of our government. You get to meet people in very weird jobs um, there. So always at DC, I'm remembered at, at how weird some of the jobs people have in that area and like getting to talk to them about their jobs and getting invited to go check things out. You know, if I ever have extra time, like, like, you know, stuff you don't normally get access to. I was like, Oh, this is pretty cool. So like had some fun Mm -hmm. stories from learning about people's different jobs in the area, which, you know, uh, is is always pretty cool thing. So, I mean, it was a great show. Like I have, I've never felt so positive about a DC show in my life. I've never talked so positive about a show in my life, a DC pin show in my life. So, um, I'm glad that was the case this year. You know, is it always going to be the case? Who knows? Um, There's definitely some things that need to be tweaked, but I think they've kind of hit their stride in, um, in like just the size and the scope of the show. And um, we'll, we'll see, we'll see if it continues. I hope it does because I think in, in general is, is very positive. Well, look, as as the saying goes, Brad, right? The thing about a pen show is it's not about the experience. It's about the pens that you met along the way. And <laughs> we, we need to talk about those. But before we do, let's take a break and thank our friends over at Pen Chalet for the support of this episode. If, like me, you're sitting here and you're like, oh, man, I want to go to a pen show. We'll just go over to Pen Chalet, P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T dot com, and you can have your own pen show in your own front room every day of the week because they have all of the products that you're looking for from your favorite brands, and they have the best prices that you're going to find. Every month, they're running special discounts. They're also adding new products. It's every couple of weeks, in fact, they're doing this. They're adding new styles of products new from new brands and new things all the time. Whether you want a fountain pen, a rollerball, maybe you want some inks, a mechanical pencil, maybe you're looking for a carrying case, some accessories. It doesn't matter what you're looking for. They have the products that you want from all of the brands that you expect, and maybe some that you've not 
come into contact with before because they have such a huge catalogue over at Panchalai. They do free shipping on orders of over $75 in the United States, and they sell internationally with really great shipping rates. Panchalai has low prices on high-quality pens and offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee, along with their very fast and reliable customer service. So, take yourself over to Panchalai right now. Go to Panchalai.com, click the podcast link at the top of the website, and enter the password PENADDICT for this week's special offers, and to get the code that you need to save 10% on anything at Panchalai. Panchalai is running an inventory reduction sale this week. And what that means is really good deals. So Oof. you want to go over and check those out for yourself. Is there anything jumping out to you, Brett? Well, I want to talk about two new releases that we don't talk about enough with Pinchelle uh, when they, they drop new releases. And given it was Pinchot time for me, it can be Pinchot time at home with the Leonardo Officina Italiana exclusive Bohemian Twilight Memento Zero fountain pen. How's that for a title? That, that I is quite an oh my, it spans the entire <laughs> webpage. Yes, it does. So this is an, an exclusive for Penchale in collaboration with Leonardo. So I had obviously a great time with Leonardo at the Pencho this weekend. And you can get this very beautiful exclusive Leonardo here at Penchale, which is just a knockout, as well as the Novelure Decade in the Desert. This was um, Penchale's 10th anniversary recently. So they had uh, Novelure make a couple of pens with the beautiful beautiful materials uh for you to check out the what do we got cactus skies and sedona sands it looks like the sedona sands is already san- sold out so you might need to get on jump on those cactus skies there at pen chalet now for as far as discounts go if you look out on their um page for the podcast if you scroll down a little bit the Platinum 3776 is making an appearance. That's not one you normally see listed, but it's a really good price, a really good um, really good percentage off, and you definitely want to check that out. That is one of the most popular pens going and a great deal over at our good friends at Penchalet. P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T dot com. Go there right now. Hit the uh, podcast link at the top of the website. Enter the password PENADDICT. You'll get the code you need to save on 10%. You'll get some special offers. And don't forget to check out Penchalet's inventory reduction sale for some fantastic deals. All right, Mike. Let's do our shout-out of the week related to the DC Pen Show. My friend Candice, a.k.a. Inks and Anchors on Instagram, I had put them in the show notes to give them a shout out because I got to see them at the DC pen show this weekend, spent a lot of time with them, had a dinner with them and and some other people um, at on Saturday night of the show. And then lo and behold, I'm looking, uh, getting my link, my links for inks and anchors this morning. And they dropped this wonderful selfie picture in um, in the inks and anchors uh, Instagram feed of us staring down at the phone on the floor with myself, Aziza, Drew from Goulet Pens. It was just a really silly uh, picture that I love so so very much, and uh, I thought that was cool. And I wanted to shout them out because they are one half of the uh, Gourmet Pens podcast, which I have shouted out um, on on this show before, and uh, I wanted to give. Uh, Candace her flowers and uh, because I, Aziza has enough right so like Aziza settle down this one's about Candace and uh, I don't want to I don't want any DMs from you on this so shout out Candace inks and anchors great seeing you this weekend should we talk about stuff Mike yeah baby <laughs> I, I don't have like a stuff record 
right? Like I don't keep track of what comes home with me at pen shows because I am in the enviable position of saying, hey, I can buy this for me. And then I also have this other separate bucket of, hey, I can buy this for work. So on the me list, we talked about the Monarch, right? From Shown Design, I put in a picture on my Instagram of the pen barrel that I ended up with. And I linked to Ian's website with the Monarch nib variant. Like each one is kind of a um, different anodization pattern. So one of the links, I don't know, I'll have to find it. It's just barely, like mine's kind of a gradient pattern, pink at the tip and then into like gold, blue, and then back to gold and purple. It's really, really pretty. So I got one of the gradient Monarch nibs and then the pin barrel is not directly on the site right now. I think, I don't know if it's a newer model, but it's a kind of a, it's a black base with just like these swirly bright anodization i put a link in my instagram to the barrel and the 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 anodization has a gradient from pink to orange to yellow and it's just kind of like if i was going to go get the flashy nib like the monarch i was going to get a flashy barrel like that it doesn't it doesn't take much for me to get into the flashy stuff the one thing i did want to do with the monarch nib is get a grind on it so i did on friday afternoon uh gina was really close to Ian's table. So I asked them Friday afternoon, Hey, do you have anything for uh, a nib grind on Saturday? And the earliest appointment was four 30. And I said, yes, please. So, uh, that was good. I got a journaler nib grind on my Monarch nib. So I've written pages and pages of notes with this nib so far. It is fantastic. I'm really, really enjoying it. I'm glad I finally broke down and bought one. So, that was my list. Now the rest of this stuff is stuff that was either given to me or that I bought that I'm going to use for reviews, giveaways, you know, comparisons, all kinds of stuff. So our good friend, Jonathan Brooks, gave me two of his Charleston model pens because he is working on a smaller diameter barrel for this pen model. So that is something he showed me in Chicago. He just had a couple of them and he's had the time to make a few more. So he gave me one of those to review because he knows that's my preference where my preference lies. And it's still like by, by no means a small pen, but it's a little bit narrower diameter diameter. So I got one, um, in Brooks materials and I got one in, um, fountain telling materials, which is his daughter, Kristen, who also, uh, has their products listed under the Carolina Pen Company uh, website. So look for those soon. I'm going to give some feedback on those and do a review and maybe even a giveaway. Hint, hint, wink, wink. I also got the Penquisition Touchstone in purple and teal, which is, uh, this is my friend Evan's uh, collaboration with Ben from Gravitas. I think it came out great. I really like the bright anodized colors. And yes, I did choose purple over the orange, but there are no wrong choices. There was orange and blue and red and each with a different color section. And I really, really like the feel and size of this pen. They did a great job. So look for that soon. I did pick up on my, referring back to last week's episode, Studio Agacon, Agacacon uh, from Turkey. Um, I wanted to check out their pens. They had two or three they, they might have had three oh, tables like full of 
there are so many accents in the name, mm-hmm. like you know you're mm-hmm. saying it wrong, right? Oh, no like, chance. You know what I mean? Like, like you know it's wrong when you just see the letters, but when mm-hmm. like there are multiple accents, it's like, I, well, there's 100% I've pronounced that incorrectly. Yeah, without question. So yeah. like I talked to talk to Eunice at Galen Leather, who is from Turkey in this uh, studio. Aga Kakan is also from Turkey. And I said, oh, you know, I'll tell Eunice, oh, I bought a pen from 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 them and he'll pronounce the name i was like yeah i've got no chance of like duplicating what you just said but yes that's exactly right so i think i ended up with the model called wp2 which is just a shape right it's just standard uh tapered in shape but i got this really neat um yellow and green ebonite and it's really polished exceptionally well and they did they had pre-ground nib options for you to choose. So I look forward to this is this is the part of the show where I don't have some of the images of the exact product that I bought just because I've been sick for two days and haven't even gotten out any of this stuff from um, from the trip to photograph yet. So you'll see some pictures coming up later and y'all are going to really like this one that I picked up um, from them. It's really, really beautiful. And I got a uh, fine stub grind on one of their nibs. So they have they use Yovo nibs. And they had some pre-ground nib options there. So that was really good. Um, Mayfair pens. So I'd never met Ben from Mayfair before. And I'd seen his pens um, all over Instagram. And I wanted to check them out knowing that, hey, maybe this grip section isn't for me, right? We've talked about this a lot in the past on how I choose to review products. And a lot of times I will choose a product to discover you know, do I like what their design features are? And I picked up the Vanyar model from Mayfair Pens. And I think in this image, I'll link in the show notes in the Instagram, my exact pen is the furthest on the left model. I can kind of match up the swirl on my cap. I think I'm going to end up really liking this pen. Hmm. Um, So it's a very tapered pen towards the grip section. And it's a little bit wide, and it's a short cap, and it's just so cool looking. Like, it is so a funny shape, right? Like it's it is a very peculiar shape, like almost where when the cap's on, kind of can't tell which side's got the nib on it. I, I have tried to unscrew the wrong side right. so far. <laughs> it, just, so. it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't completely like track, which is I mean, it's not a criticism. It's just different, exactly right. Very that's exactly right. So that's why I like going to the show because I've no matter if I've seen these online or not, Good like looking. it's great to be able to feel this in person, yeah. right? Will this work for me? So I decided there. It's like, yeah, I think I will at least. Uh, I'll this will work. So I bought one of these to review. Uh, so this will probably be like a review and giveaway type of situation later on down the line once it's I get like time. It's like hard but, work to uh, make this pen. Because I was thinking the same thing. There's. There's two different materials, but the middle section is is the odd one out. Mm-hmm. So you've got like three sections, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The the like the cap and the back of the pen. I wouldn't even call it a finial because it's like quite a large part no. of the pen mm-hmm. is one material, and you've got something in the middle. And like mm-hmm. to if you get it to get all, all lined up, feels like like to get the seams all lined up feels like it could be very hard. Yeah, and like I can just tell, like the finish and like the craftsmanship is really, really good. These are so, good like, looking. I, have, I, I mm-hmm. really like the look of these pens. These are really yeah, interesting. You... I'm fascinated. I'll be fascinated to hear what you think of it. Yep. So, um, this one's very cool. Oh, so apparently, so now that I'm actually reading the mo- about the model that I got, 
So this is two materials, one from Turnt Pent Co., and then that's the swirly part, and then the center section is from Stormwinds, who made the the sparkle pen that I got at the Baltimore Pen Show. So very cool. Uh-huh. Nice collaboration there. So I will have a lot to say about that pen once I get around to reviewing it, which could be a while. Um, One of the, again, another new person I met literally right next to Mayfair Pens was Alex from Motor City Pens. So he is a young pen maker, uh, literally and figuratively. So he's been doing this for about two years. I think he's 17 is what he told me. Oh. Um, and he just started wow. making pens last year. So... I was over there just kind of looking at what he had and he had this group of just like standard flat looking material uh, pens, just like green and blue and purple and red. And they just like these standard torpedo shaped pens. And he's like, Hey, check this out. And he breaks out like a little hair, like a little mini hair dryer and turns up the heat on the hair dryer and puts it on the purple pen and it turns green. So he made <laughs> he made a thermal shift material yeah, that baby. he can make pen from. So this is his this material that like he came up with. Probably the thing of the show I'm expecting that everyone was like, "Hey, did you see the pens that change color?" <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I shot this little video on Friday afternoon when I saw him. I was like, "Oh, do that again and let me video it." And I put it up on my Instagram. And like later on, like I saw him like the next day, he was like, what just happened? <laughs> so <laughs> You got down, so baby. Little, we had a little panatic effect on him. And by the end of the day, Friday, I went back and saw him. He was just like thanking, thanking me so much. He had one, one left and he's like, here, just take this one. So I came home with actually like the red one that uh, kind of turns mm-hmm. into orange, which is kind of perfect. So I'll play around with that. So he had hopefully had a really good show. I really uh, enjoyed his exuberance. And just delight at, you know, what the internet can do uh, for people. So that was really, really fun to see. So, and just, and his standard pins look great, right? Like he just, uh, he did a good job. He is very uh, inquisitive and it was nice to see him surrounded by all these other pin makers that he was just going back and forth with and helping him out. And, you know, I talked to our friend Jim Hines who had, you know, said he's been helping him out over the last couple of years whenever he asks questions. So it's great to see this community of pin makers all support supportive of each other, especially yeah. when someone new and young comes into the fold and to just, you know, take them in under their under their wings and help help him along in, in making the best products possible. So it's cool to see. Um, over at Sugar Turtle Studio, I got my inks, which were great. So we have uh, diamine wet turtle and turtle belly and there's like a green one and kind of like a pinkish one ink from diamine but what's really cool is tom had some sinclairs um from rickshaw with his his tom's popular rainbow pen patterns all over the case so i of course got a got a couple of those to uh to give away and share with uh with everyone they're just i love tom's work and i love the uh, I love all, all the bright colors and the artwork. That's all his all his design. It's just really cool, fun stuff. So we'll have a link in the show notes to all this stuff. Um, speaking of rickshaw, I think Mark Dwight was the first person I saw when I walked in the hotel. Like I'm wheeling in my bags, and Mark's sitting right there. And he's like, "Hey, I got something for you." I was like, "Oh, really?" And he has a new release coming out on the 14th. What day is that? Monday, maybe something like that. So there is a Rickshaw Retro 51 collaborative release coming out. Uh Sigaya, the the Sigaya waves pattern mm-hmm. that's so popular that you see a lot. This is a the 
cases are like a dark blue denim, but the pen is like this beautiful silver with the wave pattern on there. This is again, something I need to take pictures of that. I haven't seen I have a pre-release. He actually gave me an artist proof of the pen and it's a knockout. I think everyone's going to like, uh, like it. It's kind of like a, a brushed, a brushed silver with the waves pattern, uh, just engraved in there. It's a complete knockout. This is going to do really well. So we'll probably talk about this next week when it officially okay. launches, but I have a pen sleeve and a Sinclair case in the matching pattern. And the pen itself is just really, really cool. One of the better retro 50 ones I've seen in a while. Really great texture. Um, uh, on the pin, I'm actually going to swap in a blue refill to that pretty quick. Seems like it will go right with the waves. So that'll be a fun one. So look for that coming on August the 14th. Um, so I packed, uh, I planned a half suitcase of my carry on to contain anything I came home with Mike. So a rollerboard size suitcase with half of it completely empty on the way out with the goal to manage that accordingly on the way home, except I was not counting on the two box, two pin boxes I got from NFP. So this was another one I mentioned last week that I wanted to see. And, um, I had a wonderful conversation with them and came home with the block in orange and it's a six pin, um, lacquered box, in orange it holds six pins it's kind of like like a hinge hinge top it's really really neat really nice and beautiful and then i also received a tile um which is how many pins does the tile hold three or two um but the, it's called the tile because um the the wife of the owner creates these artwork discs that go on there like a ceramic uh glazed uh, discs that go on the top of these boxes. So I got one of these um, coming home with me. So I'll be uh, reviewing them uh, coming soon. They were super nice to meet. Um, had some great translation help from uh, from uh, one of uh, Eunice's friends there. And we had a really, really good conversation about these products. So I'm really, really looking forward to get these. And I had to have them ship home. <laughs> so my good friend, uh, John Tello from Hello Tello Studios uh, offered to <laughs> ship me these boxes because he needed to send me something anyway. So uh, these would not have made it home in my suitcase. What did make it home in my suitcase were three pen rests from Toyoka Craft. So the Hinoki Blue is a really neat... Um, neat color that Toyoka Craft started doing like last year or earlier this year. So it's this blue finish, like a blue stain on the wood. And I bought the, I bought three pen rests, uh, one that holds one, one that holds two and one that holds three. So I bought three pen rests for those. Those are going to be good giveaway items. They're just really, really beautiful. I love the blue finish on those. And I know, um, uh, Toru from Toyoka Craft had another really, really big show. Uh, I got to spend some time with him on Friday um, and, and talk with him. And he was just, uh, yeah, he he was feeling pretty good about how Friday was going. And then I don't think I saw him the rest of the weekend. <laughs> he was very busy, very busy. Um, and last up, staying on the blue theme, which uh, apparently was my thing uh, this year, the Galen Leather um, launched an ocean blue color to their leather, one a new dye color. 
and it's a really pretty teal. They don't have any pictures online yet. And again, I have not had the time to take any pictures yet, but I know these were very popular at the show. I had a bunch of people showing me these. Uh, Eunice wanted to make sure I saw them. He gave me a six slot case to take home with me and review. So you will see that coming soon. And uh, yeah, like it, it was, it was really great. Um, there's no way I covered everything that came home with me on this show. That's what I wrote down. <laughs> I have not even finished. I, I unloaded my suitcase into a shipping bin that I use when I take things to the post office. And I have not even gone through that yet. I just uh, have not been feeling well. I did this uh, finally this morning um, before the show. I was able to like physically go through the box. So look for my Instagram to pop off later this week with pictures of all the things that I've talked about today. And just to recap, it was great, right? Like usually the DC pin show comes with some kind of caveat, right? Like it was big and if it was a vendor, like I made a lot of money, but you know, the hotel stunk and the show promoters were screwed up all kinds of things and just, you know, there's all kinds of caveats. I've got nothing this time. And for the DC pen show, that's a real positive, right? Because it is so large in scope and so heavily attended. Mm. Like I could see like lots of challenges. There's lots of opportunities for things to go wrong. Um, and I don't have any caveats to drop this time about the DC pen show. And that's uh, just a, as high a recommendation as I can give, right? Like it was, it was really smooth. It went, went really well. And um, yeah, there's, of course, things they could do a little bit better, tweak some things here and there. But it was an overall very positive experience, even though I came home with the crud. I'm not going to put that on the show. I'm going to put that on me. Yep. And uh, yeah, it's it's onwards and upwards from here. I'm uh, more I was a little bit nervous going to it. I was like, oh, is this really going to be just annoying and a hassle? But it wasn't. It was just completely awesome. And uh, I'm very thankful for Everyone I met there saying hi, all the friends I got to see again, uh, all the vendors I got to meet for the first time or or talk to for the hundredth time. It was still just everyone was smiling, having fun, having a great show. So um, very much uh, happy with how this DC Pen show turned out. Well, I look forward to hearing more about all the products that you bought. And uh, yes. thank you for getting through today's episode. Everyone appreciates it, especially me. I know it was hard for you today, so yeah, I'm actually right. feeling pretty good. Like by the oh, time we so got to the end, it. I th- well, I thought I would be in the ditch by the time we got to the end of the show. I'm actually feeling pretty good, so hopefully we're on the rebound, and I'll be good to go tomorrow. If you want to catch the links for this week's episode, there are a lot of them uh, with all the products that we've spoken about. Uh, you can find them in your podcast app of choice, but they're also over on the web at relay.fm slash penaddict slash five seven six. Thanks to Pen Chalet for their support of this week's episode. If you want to find Brad's work online, go to penaddict.com or spokedesign.com. Brad is also penaddict on social media. He uh, also streams three times a week usually. but <laughs> Except this week. Except this week. Uh, over at twitch.tv slash penaddict. You can find me. I'm at imike, I-M-Y-K-E. And you can find my work at cortexbrand.com. We'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs>